Hi, everyone. It's Jim or JD or Jim Dad again. Call me whatever you want to call me. <clears throat> Thanks again for listening. This is going to be a short one, just a few minutes. Um, I uh, let me find it here on my computer. There we go. I uh, I write a lot of things and thinking about Christmas. You know, I've written several things about Christmas. I read a couple of them on here before, and I uh, just thinking about how how real and physical uh, God becoming human is. And that, that's the point of the whole thing. You know, this is something radically different, you know. Um, and he's becoming one of us. And um, it's so, like I said, it's so real, so solid, so physical. Um, it, in just, it involves blood and grossness and all of that stuff, when, you know, when babies are born. And to think that God would do this for us, and we try to, you know, you see paintings and Jesus has a, the baby has a halo and, <clears throat> you know, there's, um, you know, the animals are praying or whatever. The animals are doing weird things. And it's just, we try to dress it up because we don't, we're uncomfortable with the idea of, you know, the grossness of it or the physicalness of it. Because I think we have this, this false dichotomy of, you know, the, the spiritual and the physical, like they're not supposed to be together. And yet that is exactly how God made creation. Uh, these are, we're supposed to be together. They go together. You are a spiritual and physical being. Uh, the two are not supposed to be separated. And that's eternal life will be a physical eternal life. Anyway, I don't want to get off on a sermon on that. I just wanted to read uh, and keep this one short and just read what I wrote <clears throat> a while ago. Um, which, by the way, I mean, this is on my website. I have a website uh, where most of what I write gets parked there. You know, it's really, I mean, there's nothing for sale there. I don't make any money off any of this. I just, it's there if you want it. You can go there and download anything you want. It's called thegymdad.com. So, because my grandkids call me Jim Dad. And they're kind of why I'm doing this whole thing. But anyway, thegymdad.com. Dot com, and you can scroll. There's years worth of stuff. I don't know how many things I've written that are up there, and I'm going to keep. I'll be right. I'm writing all the time, so I just keep parking things there. And this is one of the things I wrote. And like I said, you can uh, download, you can print things out, you can share them with your friends, you can do whatever you want to do with anything on that website. Nothing's private about it. Um, this is called there. It there was no silent night, you know, because that's. I'm kind of poking fun at the idea that, you know, there was something, you know, the baby didn't cry and there was animals praying and all this weird stuff like that. So I'll just go ahead and read this to you. I know it is a beloved Christmas carol and a beautiful hymn, like a lullaby to the Son of God, but there was no silent night. I was present for the delivery of most of my children. There was nothing silent about any of them, nor was there anything silent about that night in Bethlehem. The mother screamed and cried tears of pain and exhaustion until the baby was pulled from her and she could finally breathe and weep with relief and joy. There was a lot of sweat and blood and afterbirth and dirt from the floor. Then the baby would scream until he was washed and swaddled and nursed. There would have been people coming and going, particularly local women helping with the delivery. They would have been chatting and encouraging and rejoicing loudly with the new mother. 
Mary and Joseph were not alone. To picture them that way is to read a Christmas card, not the Bible. There were no radiant beams, quote unquote, coming from the face of Christ. No halos, no drummer boy, no worshiping animals. To a passerby, it would have looked like any other birth, just an unusual location. To think of the birth of Jesus, uh, to think of the birth of Jesus as ordinary makes us uncomfortable. Why? We feel the need to adorn the incarnation, God in the flesh, with mystique, with otherworldly ethereal goo that can only be perceived by the initiated. The very commonness of the scene makes us squirm. It all seems so natural, so physical, so unspiritual. We think the common is not sacred. Sacred. We think the physical is not spiritual. We think we are doing God a favor by keeping heaven at arm's length so it does not become dirty. But the whole point of Christmas is to bring heaven and earth together again. Stop thinking that earth is less than heaven. Stop thinking that physical is less than spiritual. We make Jesus unrelatable when we try to dress him up in nice spiritual clothes. Jesus was not some floating, translucent being when he walked the earth, and he is not one now. Gallons of ink have been spent by theologians trying to explain the incarnation, how the creator became one of us. God became a physical person in order to save a physical world. I cannot explain the physics of that. I can only wonder and worship. If God would go to such great lengths to be among us, to touch lepers and heal them physically, we dare not be so spiritual that we push him beyond the reach of drunks and fools. His contemporary critics called him a glutton and a drunkard because he was always eating and drinking with sinners like me. When he came here, he picked up physical children and blessed them and told us the kingdom belonged to them. When he taught his followers to dwell on the mind-blowing cosmic ramifications of his death, what Christians call the Lord's Supper or communion, or some call the Eucharist, he did not bid he did not bid us to endlessly pray and navel gaze. He commanded us to eat and drink. After the resurrection, he, made a hand, he met a handful of fishermen by the Sea of Galilee. They had fished all night and caught nothing. In the morning, they found him cooking fish and bread on the shore for them. What kind of God raises from the dead only to cook breakfast on the beach for his friends? A physical God. My kind of God. Preachers, stop trying to, make, stop trying to be more spiritual than God. Near the end of the Bible, uh, near the end of the Bible, God says, "Behold, I am making all things new. Things, things you can see, things you can touch and eat and drink and feel. Things we have missed and longed for. Things we have lost. Things we have wanted and were afraid to ask for. Things that are real and physical and true. Things that are beautiful and will only become more beautiful as they are remade like us. So today." Do not shy away from God because you do not feel spiritual enough. Do not separate heaven from earth. The goal of Christmas was to bring the two together again. Our bodies are no less sacred to him than our souls. That's why he cares what we do with them. To miss the blood, sweat, and tears of Bethlehem is to miss the whole point of Christmas. God sent a baby on a rescue mission. Who does that? Someone who wants to save babies and the people they grow into. We spend our lives chasing after meaning, causes, the next thing. We stare at screens as we cut ourselves off from the physicalness of creation. We stuff ourselves with distractions as we long for transcendence. But what if transcendence has already come down to us? Swaddling cloths 
and blood may not sound very spiritual to you, but because of them, humanity now has a big brother. Because of them, one day you will be able to reach out your hand and physically touch the face of God. Now, every night is holy. Merry Christmas. And then I end with a couple of quotes, one from C.S. Lewis, where he says, once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. And then a last quote from Jesus where he says, I came that they, might have, that they may have life and have it abundantly. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you next time.